0: إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وصيئات أعمالنا من اهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد so we're carrying on with the section regarding dua and the etiquettes of dua. Jumlatun min آدَابِ dua. Inna min آدَابِ dua al muhimma wa الْعَظِيمَةِ أن يسبق الدعاء توبة من العبد إلى الله عز وجل من جميع ذنوبه وخطاياه فيقر بذنبه ويعترف بتقصيره ويندم على تفريطه فإن تراكم الذنوب واجتماع الخطايا سبب من أسباب عدم الإجابة كما قال بعض السلف لا تستبطئ الإجابة وقد سددت طرقها بالمعاصي Here now it's about the mannerisms of making du'a and the, eti- <clears throat> the etiquettes of making du'a. From the important etiquettes and mannerisms in making du'a for it to be accepted is that you should first seek forgiveness, make tawbah from your sins from the sins that you've committed, from the wrongs that you have fallen into, to seek forgiveness from those wrongs and to make tawbah from those errors, then this is the first thing you should do before making the dua. Recognize your sins, acknowledge them, and seek forgiveness from them. Because when sins build up, sins, when they build up upon you, then it becomes one of the reasons as to why your dua may not be answered. Many sins you fall into, they all build up upon you. And as a consequence, your dua may not be answered. Just like some of the Salaf, they used to say, لا تستبطئ الإجابة وقد بالمعاصي. Do not think that the answer to your dua is being delayed, meaning don't think, why is my dua not being answered and why is it taking so long, when you yourself have blocked the dua to be answered due to or via your sins, you've blocked yourself from having your dua answered with all of the sins you're committing so don't think why is it taking long and why is my dua not being answered when you yourself have blocked the pathways to yourself you've blocked the pathways with all of the sins that you've built up there is some poetry also written about this نحن ندعو الإله في كل كرب ثم ننساه عند كشف الكروب كيف نرجو إجابة لدعاء قد سددنا طريقها بالذنوب So he says نحن ندعو الإله في كل كرب ثم ننساه عند كشف الكروب That we make dua to Allah when every calamity, any calamity occurs. In all of the calamities we make dua to Allah. And we return back to Him asking Him for aid and escape from that calamity. But then we forget Allah after He removes us from that calamity and that disaster and that difficulty. Then we forget Allah when you're relaxing and there's no problem. Then we forget and we don't make du'a. كَيْفَ ijabatan إِجَابَةً لِدُعَاءٍ How can we hope for an answer to a du'a that we may make? قَدْ سَدَدْنَا طَرِيقَهَا بِالْدْذُنُوبِ We've blocked the pathway for that du'a to be answered with sins. How can you expect the answer to come for your du'a and you've blocked the pathway with sins? وقد سبق أن مر معنا حديث النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عندما ذكر الرجل يطيل السفر أشعث أخبر يمد يديه إلى السماء. We've already mentioned the hadith about the disheveled man traveling a long distance. A disheveled man with dust upon him, he raises his hands to the sky and says, Ya Rabbi. Ya Rabbi, O my Lord, O oh my Lord, wa ma'ta'amuhu haram wa malbasuhu haram wa udhiya bil haram fa anna yustaja balah lihzalika. mentions in the hadith about the man who says, O oh my Lord, O oh my Lord, but his food is haram and his clothing is haram, his nutrition, what he takes is all haram. So then where does he expect, how does he expect his du'a to be answered? So the Prophet he mentioned that it is far-fetched to think that your du'a is going to be answered and you are committing sins upon sins. Haram everything you're doing, your income, your clothes, your food. Haram everything. Then it is far-fetched to think your dua is going to be answered when everything around you, surrounding you, is haram. وَقَدْ يَكُونُ ارْتِكَابِ الْمُحَرَّمَاتِ مِنَ وَكَذَلِكَ تَرْكُ الْوَاجِبَاتِ Performing actions which are impermissible haram actions you engage in them that can be a means or it can be a preventative factor in your dua being answered it could be the means that prevents your dua from being answered and similarly a person man alwajibat abandons the obligations a person who abandons the obligations, and that individual similarly may have prevented himself from having that dua answered. وَلِهَذَا فَإِنَّ مَنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يُجِيبَ اللَّهُ and that's why whoever wants Allah to answer his dua And to bring into fruition His hopes To actualize his hopes, what he wants He wants Allah to answer his dua, then what does he have to do? فَعَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَتُوبَ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَوْبَةً مِن ذُنُوبِهِ Then upon him is to seek forgiveness, to make tawbah sincerely to Allah from his sins. Repent sincerely for the sins that you have committed and that is then a means for your dua to be answered. Wallahu jalla wa There is no sin that is too great for Allah to forgive, there is no sin that is going to be considered too great for Allah to forgive. Wala haja, yus'aluha an Neither is there any need that a person has that he asks Allah for that Allah wouldn't answer. Any need that you have then allah can answer you and had been the prophets of allah and his messengers urging their people and encouraging them to repent and seek forgiveness the prophets and the messengers they used to encourage their people to seek forgiveness they used to encourage their people to seek forgiveness to make Tawbah and they explain to them that that seeking forgiveness and making Tawbah is a means from amongst the means of having your Dua answered and for the, the rains to come upon you, and for goodness to come upon you, and for the spread of barakah and blessings in your wealth, and in your children. قال تعالى عن نوح Allah said regarding Nuh عليه السلام that Nuh alayhi salam said to his people, Faqult ustaghfiru rabbakum innahu kana rafara. And I said, Istaghfiru rabbakum innahu kana rafara. Seek forgiveness from your Lord. Indeed, He is the oft forgiving. So this is what is mentioned regarding Noah alayhis salam telling his people istaw firu rabbakum seek forgiveness from your lord innahu kana ghaffara that indeed he is the oft forgiving and then it mentions about the rains coming down upon them yursilu samaa alaykum مِدْرَارًا وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ gives you wealth وَبَنِينَ and children وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا and the gardens and the rivers that he makes for you all of these things mentioned that Allah does for you seek forgiveness from your sins and from your wrongs and that's the same thing which is mentioned by all of the prophets and messengers to their people as the sheikh gives examples from different parts of the Qur'an, how all of the prophets and messengers used to tell their people, seek forgiveness. Ask Allah for forgiveness from your sins. Make tawbah from your wrongs and your errors. فَالتَّوْبَةُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَاسْتِغْفَارُهُ سَبَبُ نُزُولِ الْخَيْرَاتِ وَتَوَالِ الْبَرَكَاتِ so making tawbah and seeking forgiveness is a reason, a cause behind the Khairat, the goodness descending upon us. Tawali al Barakat and for the blessings to continue one after the next. Tawali al Barakat that the blessings continue one after the next. وإجابة الدعوات and that the دعاء people make those duas are answered فنعم يروى أن أمير المؤمنين عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه خرج يستسقي فلم يزد على الاستغفار حتى رجع فأمطروا فقالوا ما رأيناك استسقيتا فقال لقد طلبت المطر بمجاديح السماء التي يستنزل بها المطر ثم قرأ فقلت استغفروا ربكم إنه كان غفارا يرسل السماء, يرسل السماء عليكم مدرارا It's mentioned in this narration that on one occasion the Khalifa عمر ابن الخطاب Radiyallahu anhu went out to seek the rain, to make the istisqa. However, all he did was go out and seek forgiveness. He just went and sought forgiveness, sought forgiveness, sought forgiveness. And the rain came. They said to him, We didn't see you actually do the istisqa. He said, I sought the rain from the skies where the rain comes from and then he recited the ayah highlighting his reason for doing it he said Nuh said to his people seek forgiveness he is the one who forgives and sends down the rain the ayat highlighting when Nuh said to them seek forgiveness from your Lord indeed he is the of forgiving he is the one who sends down the rain so the connection was made between seeking forgiveness and the rain to come. And so that's what he did. In another narration it mentions, شَكَى رَجُلٌ إِلَى الْحَسَنِ الْبَصْرِ الْبَصْرِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ الْجُدُوبَ فَقَالَ لَهُ إِسْتَغْفِرَ اللَّهِ وَشَكَى إِلَيْهِ آخَرَ فَقَالَ لَهُ إِسْتَغْفِرِ اللَّهِ وقال له آخر أدع الله أن يرزقني ولدا فقال له استغفر الله وشكى إليه آخر جفاف بستانه فقال له استغفر الله فقلنا في ذلك فقال ما قلت من عندي شيئا إن الله تعالى يقول في سورة نوح استغفرو ربكم إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا يُرَسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عليكم مدرارا So in this narration it mentions how several different people came to Al-Hasan Al-Basri complaining about different things complaining about various different things that they hadn't got Some of them complaining about poverty, not having wealth. uh, Complaining about or asking for children. Uh, Some of them complaining about the dryness of their gardens. Various different things. They came about various different things with different issues. All of them, he told them, the reply is, Seek forgiveness from Allah. Do istighfar. Do istighfar. Seek forgiveness from Allah. So then they said to him, all of these different issues, every time you're saying the same response, seek forgiveness from Allah. He said to them, I didn't make it up. It's not a response that I've just made up and decided that's what to say to everybody. I've said that because of the ayah regarding Nuh again. He said that, Allah told them, or Nuh told them, to seek forgiveness seek forgiveness from Allah, Allah is the one who forgives and he is the one who gives you the rain and the wealth and the children and all of the affairs so the seeking of forgiveness is attached to the barakah coming attached to the goodness coming so the meaning here is tubtum Allah, if you repent to Allah وَاسْتَغْفَرْتُمُوهُ وَأَطَعْتُمُوهُ And you seek forgiveness from Allah, and you obey Him, The sustenance will become plentiful upon you. مِّن And you will be, you could say, drenched with the barakas, the blessings of the heavens, meaning to give you that liquid, to give you that rain, to give you that water, wa لَكُمْ مِنْ بَرَكَاتِ الْأَرْضِ and from the blessings of the earth, they will be uh, raised up for you, they will be uh, grown, they will grow from the earth, the uh, plants, vegetables, fruits, etc. Wa لَكُمْ الزَّرَعِ and your agriculture will grow, Wa أدرّ لكم الظرع وأمدكم بأموال وبنين أي أعطاكم الأموال والأولاد وجعل لكم جنات فيها أنواع الثمار وخللها بالأنهار الجارية بينها إلى غير ذلك من صنوف الخيرات وأنواع العطايا والهبات. الْكَلَامُ عَلَى فَضْلُهُ وَأَهْمِيَتُهُ وَفَوَائِدُهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا So the meaning of the ayah therefore that if you seek forgiveness and you repent and you obey Allah, plenty of rizq will come upon you and the skies, the rains will come for you and the uh, fruits and the vegetables of the earth will grow, your agriculture will grow. All of the goodnesses and the barakat will come upon you as a means of you. Seeking forgiveness from Allah for your sins and making tawbah from your sins. So there is a direct connection between dua being answered and you seeking forgiveness for your sins and uh, tawbah for the wrongs that you've done. But a person who commits sins and carries on upon those sins, persistent upon those sins, never seeking forgiveness or repenting from them, and then makes dua and it isn't answered, then the Salaf, they used to say, don't say it's taking a long time and it's not being answered. Look at yourself and your sins, you are blocking the answer coming. You are blocking the answer coming to you for that dua because of the sins and the wrongs that you are doing. <laughs> From the etiquettes and the mannerisms of Dua also, is that a person That a person persists with his du'a. That a person persists with his du'a. And that you have a strong frame of mind making that du'a. Knowing that Allah will answer your du'a. So you don't make the du'a half-heartedly but you make the dua with conviction and persistence and that you ask Allah for what you need with that conviction that's why it's mentioned that in the supplications of the Prophet they are not summarized the duas that you find in the sunnah They are normally fully explained with all of the words in them. They are not summarized. Every point is made in the dua. And that is for the purpose of extending your dua. The point being, the duas that you find in the sunnah, often they are extended with all of their meanings highlighted one by one in the dua. It's a dua which will point out every aspect. And mention different names of Allah in it, expanded. And that is the purpose with the dua, that you are persistent upon that dua, explaining and going into every point of the dua, all of that to show your serious frame of mind in asking Allah for that dua. For example, اللهم اغفر لي ما قدمت وما اخرت وما اصررت وما اعلنت وما انت اعلم به مني انت المقدم وانت المؤخر لا اله الا انت Oh Allah forgive me that which I have done in the that which I have to do or will do and that which I have done and that which I did secretly and that which I did openly and that which you are more knowledgeable about than me look at those five different sentences that which I am to do, that which I have done, that which I did secretly, that which I did openly, that which you are more knowledgeable about me than. You make the dua broken down with all of them. And you could have just said, Oh Allah, forgive everything I've done. And that's it. Oh Allah, forgive everything I've done. But instead, Allah, forgive that which I have done, that which has gone in the past, that which was secret, that which was open, that which you know about. That's the way of dua, broken down, everything expanded, fully persistent upon all of that dua with all of those meanings and words. Other examples Allahumma zambi, oh Allah, forgive my sin. Kullahu, all of it. Diqqahu wa jullahu, The fine of it, the specifics and the particulars of it, and the generalities of it. Sirrahu alaniyata, The secret of it and the open of it. wa The first of it and the last of it. Everything broken down to show your level of seriousness in asking for that dua and your focus on in that dua. We spoke last week about the issue of focus. That you must have focus when making the dua. A person who makes dua and he is negligent and his mind is not focused, and your dua is less likely to be answered. In the next chapter, the shaykh talks about the issue of being in ease and in difficulty. Ta'arraf ila Allahi fir-rakha'i ya'rifka fi shiddah. Ta'arraf ila Allahi fir-rakha'i ya'rifka fi shiddah. That be acquainted with return back to Allah in times of ease, and Allah will be with you in times of difficulty. That you be upon the obedience and the rights of Allah in times of ease, then when times of difficulty come, Allah will be with you. <laughs> وَأَنْ لِرَبِّهِ فِي حَالْ وَخُشُوعْ وَخُضُوعْ وَأَنْ يُلِحَّ عَلَى اللَّهِ فِي الدُعَاءِ مِنْ سُؤَالِهِ دُونَ أَوْ Three etiquettes of dua have been mentioned so far. One was that you seek forgiveness before making the dua. One was that you do the dua with focus and submission. And one was that you are persistent with that dua without becoming bored and thinking forget it now. Assistance in that du'a. Those three have already been mentioned. Now he says, du'a al-muhimma an la al-muslimu Rabbahu fi hal al That you shouldn't only be making to, du'a to Allah. You shouldn't only be making du'a to Allah in times of difficulty, as many people do many people don't remember and they don't think happily relaxing until when difficulty comes then now they start thinking about du'a and returning back to Allah so here the shaykh says don't only make du'a to Allah when you're in trouble be upon the remembrance of Allah always even in times of ease make du'a to Allah uh, for your affairs and for establishment and for continuity upon that way. So it is upon a Muslim to make dua in all circumstances. Whether you are in ease or in difficulty... Whether you are in health or illness, whatever your circumstances, ease, difficulty, health, illness, whatever it might be, that you call upon Allah in all of your circumstances, not just when you're in difficulty and problems. وَمُلَازَمَةُ الْمُسْلِمِ لِلْدُّعَاءِ حَالَ الرَّخَاءِ عَلَيْهِ so if a Muslim is upon the dua of Allah in times of ease and constant with that, then you will find in the times of difficulty your dua is more likely to be answered. وَقَالْ أَنَّ (laughs) النَّبِيَّ (laughs) صَلَى (laughs) اللَّهُ (laughs) عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَا قَالْ مَنْ سَرَّهُ وَنْ يَسْتَجِيبَ اللَّهُ لَهُ عِنْدَ الشَّدَائِدْ وَالْكُرَقْ فَلْيُكْثِرِ الدُعَى فِي الْرَخَاءِ That whomsoever is pleased and happy that Allah answers his dua in the times of difficulties and hardships, then let him make plenty of dua in the times of ease. So if you want your dua to be answered in the times of difficulty, then make sure you are upon the dua of Allah in times of ease. And this brings us to a point regarding the mushrikeen. What did Allah mention about the mushrikeen? That they used to call upon Allah in times of difficulty. And when it was the times of ease, then they would go back to the idols. That was a criticism of the mushrikeen. That they would only call upon Allah in times of difficulty and distress. And when they were relaxing, then they wouldn't bother and they would be negligent of calling upon Allah. So the Muslim does not want to be in that type of state, that you are only calling upon Allah in times of difficulty and hardship, but that you should be constant in your dua, regularly calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in times of ease. And if that occurs, you will find... That it is a means for your du'a to be more likely answered in the times when you find yourself in difficulty and distress. Any questions up to there? The next time we are going to start on this issue about raising your hands when making the du'a this topic about raising your hands when making the dua and some of the fiqh about the issue of raising your hands when making the dua a few chapters on that topic, we'll start with those and do those next time insha'Allah any questions on that so far though? any other questions on anything else? in that case next week We're going to start on the topic of raising your hands when making du'a. How are you supposed to do it? What are the mistakes people make when raising their hands to make du'a? All about the issue of raising your hands when making du'a. That's what we'll talk about next week, inshaAllah, in the class. And so that will... will have to be about six thirty pm so we can finish by Maghrib. It will have to be about six thirty pm so come slightly earlier next week. We'll start approximately as close as possible. I'll try and get here as early as possible to try and start around about six thirty pm next Saturday. InshaAllah anabey Muhammad earli wa wasah